with Alexander Holtz pretty much guaranteeing him a spot on the roster, who's it going to come down to? Who's going to get that crucial final spot for opening night? Or could Tom Fitzgerald do something controversial and cut two uh, key name players? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So the New Jersey Devils won their most recent preseason game against the Boston Bruins by a score of one to nothing. Worth mentioning, Pavel Zaka did not suit up in this game, so I think he's waiting for his triumphant return to the Rock until the games actually start for real. And speaking of starting for real, Yes, the New Jersey Devils have been playing very well during the course of preseason, but something I've been preaching about the past few episodes is like I don't want us to overestimate anything, but there's still some things that we can take note of going into the new year. So the first coming from Bill Spaulding, who is the new play-by-play voice for New Jersey Devils, he said, safe to say the Devils have gotten better than average goaltending this preseason. Defensive structure was mostly good again today, too. That's just six goals against in five preseason games. So Mackenzie Blackwood, Vitek Vanacek, Nico Dawes, Akira Schmid, all those guys. It seems like they have taken a few steps forward. Uh, obviously, in the more recent matchup, uh, Vitek Vanacek suited up the entirety of the game, and he had a shutout. The New Jersey Devils scored in period number one, and that was all they need to, to beat the Boston Bruins. But like I said, not trying to read too far into it because regular season is a different beast than uh, preseason, you know, for obvious reasons. But At the same time, it's still something to get somewhat excited for. So I'm going to give that an exception. I think that's something we could definitely uh, overexcite ourselves going into this new year, which is I think the goaltending has gotten much better for the New Jersey Devils. And I've been preaching about that the past few episodes, but I genuinely do believe that uh, I think the goaltending is going to be a huge X factor going into this year because that was obviously our Achilles heel during the course of last year. But since Mackenzie Blackwood seems to be back at full strength, since Vitek Vanacek seems to be a solid option behind him, I think the goaltending is going to take a complete 180 for the Devils this upcoming year. So I'm really looking forward to uh, what's going to happen come opening night. Now, speaking of opening night, and this is something I've touched on the last few weeks, which is what's going to happen with Alexander Holtz, what's going to happen to Fabian Zetterlin, and what's going to happen to a few other players in this mix because something that I tweeted about during the course of the weekend was that I think Alexander Holtz has solidified himself an opening night roster spot given the fact that he has been performing so well with Andre Pilat and Jack Hughes and they even have a nickname for that line combination which is the H2O line I've been big on that line combination so to give some recap the reason why I think it works so well is because you got Andre Pilat he is the grizzled veteran he's going to be the glue piece to tie everything together and when you look at the championship runs for the Tampa Bay Lightning one of the more underrated players was in fact Andre Pilat so once he's given a bigger role for New Jersey Devils which he's projected to do so I would anticipate Andre Pilat to really 
take his game to the next level. And I know he's 31 years of age, but I think he can definitely have career highs across the board since he's going to be a main focal point for the New Jersey Devils this upcoming year. And he is definitely going to uh, just have more production opportunities to try to uh, pad his stats a little bit more. Then you got Jack Hughes, who's that happy median. Like, I don't consider him a veteran, but at the same time, he's not a rookie. And he's obviously the franchise player. So most of the offense is going to be generated via his stick and via his ability. So Jack Hughes is obviously going to be uh, the engine that makes our car drive. So uh, Jack Hughes is definitely uh, geared up to possibly have a bigger year. And I liked what I saw in the uh, Boston Bruins game, despite him not uh, tallying up a point, you know, sometimes the production doesn't show up in the score sheet. And then for Alexander Holtz, he's definitely an interesting case, but one of the reasons why I said I haven't written Alexander Holtz off is just because I felt as though during the course of the nine games that he suited up in for the Devils this past year, uh, we didn't really give him a, a chance to succeed. So if you put him on the top line, especially if you pair him alongside with uh, Jack Hughes, who's had a history of making players around him better, then maybe just maybe Alexander Holtz can uh, repeat some of the same production that he was able to do during the course of his Utica Comets days, during the course of last season. So, you know, it, that, that line combination is so intriguing, but it, it might be so intriguing that it just might work. So you got the veteran, you got the happy median, and then you got the rookie. And if Alexander Holtz is able to uh, put up some decent numbers alongside with Jack Hughes, then why not uh, put Alexander Holtz's name into the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. So with Alexander Holtz performing so well during the course of preseason, with him doing so well during the prospects tournament, it just seems uh, inevitable that the New Jersey Devils are going to have to make a tough decision. Now, something that I was talking about with my colleagues over at Pucks and Pitchforks, something that I've been talking about to the fans on Twitter is like, what's going to happen when the New Jersey Devils have to make the tough decision for Fabian Zetterlin because Fabian Zetterlin is signed to a two-way deal. So it's just like, if we want to send him down to Utica, he's going to have to clear waivers. And here's the thing about Fabian Zetterlin. He had solid production for the New Jersey Devils during the course of the few NHL games that he suited up in. And it's one of the reasons why people were, you know, uh, bigger on his uh, potential over Alexander Holtz. And I had to, you know, shine a light and say like, look, look, don't underestimate Alexander Holtz's true potential because remember, just a couple of years ago, we were saying that Alexander Holtz was possibly the future for New Jersey Devils just because when we drafted him back in 2020, he's an absolute sniper. And, you know, when looking at Fabian Zetterlin, he's a big guy. He's a guy who can definitely assert himself on the rink. He's certainly a guy who I want to become an enforcer and certainly a guy who put up some solid production in the few NHL games that he was able to suit up in. So it's just like, that's what we've been talking about the last few weeks. What's going to happen? Fabian Zetterlin or Alexander Holtz? Like, what, what's the tough decision that the New Jersey Devils are going to have to make? Because I think if you ask most fans, I think they were anticipating for Fabian Zetterlin to make the roster and then Alexander Holtz be sent down to Utica. But I was just like, I don't think that's really going to happen. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. And lo and behold, Look what happened with Alexander Holtz during the course of uh, this uh, preseason. And, you know, despite him not tallying up a point similar to Jack Hughes uh, in, in the previous matchup against the Boston Bruins, I, I think it's safe to say that Alexander Holtz knows how to hold down his weight. And it seemed like he had good chemistry with Dawson Mercer. And when looking at the line combinations for the Devils uh, during the course of this game, I think Lindy Ruff knew what he was doing. It, 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 he always knows what he's doing because he's the head coach. But I think he meticulously – 
made the decision to put Holt on the second line with Mercer and Tatar just to see, like, you know, is there, is there any possibility that Alexander Holtz can perform at least somewhat decent without the help of Jack Hughes and Andre Pilat? Because one of the X factors going into last year was, like, how are Yanni Kwokinen and Yegor Sharangovich going to perform without the services of Jack Hughes in a hypothetical sense? Because we talked about that being the kid line, being the most exciting line. Jack Hughes was able to show glimpses of what he was able to do during the 56-game season. And then uh, Yanni Kwokinen put up some decent numbers. And then Yegor Sharangovich was just electrifying to see. And he was, you know, a breath of fresh air. But when Jack Hughes went down with the injury, what happened to Kwokinen and what happened to Sharangovich? Sharangovich, healthy scratch. Kwokinen, same way. Kwokinen is now playing overseas. And Sharangovich is, you know, while he's in some discussions, he's never like, the main talking point. Like we just think of him as sort of like a, a footnote, someone who can have a solid year, but I don't think a lot of people are banking on it. I think they're just saying like, you know, you know, he's there and he's going to put up some solid numbers, but they, they try to keep their expectations moderate and rightfully so, because you don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. But the main point is like, you know, looking at this, um, l- looking at this line combination of Tatar, Mercer and Holtz, it was a way to just, I guess, give another tryout and another, obstacle for Alexander Holtz to overcome because, you know, someone said on Twitter saying that Alexander Holtz is going to have to score in order to solidify his roster position. And I was just like, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Now, I'm not sure if this fan was trolling or not, but, you know, I was just like, I think Alexander Holtz has solidified himself a roster spot. And I think he actually, you know, despite not finding the back of the net, I think he had good chemistry with Dawson Mercer. And I, I feel as though like, he held down uh, the fort quite nicely when he was uh, on the rink. So I think there's nothing more that Alexander Holtz has to do. And going into this preseason, I was saying, like, Alexander Holtz needs to perform in every aspect. Like, he needs to, like, check the box off of every category. He needs to show everyone that he should not be sent down to Utica. And now, since he's done so the New Jersey Devils have a difficult decision to make. And we're going to talk about that momentarily. But first, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It'll be the perfect treat. And guess what? Your mama isn't going to keep it top shelf because these are very good for you. Like Built Bar's new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. And what's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs, whether you need a snack or for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need a quick bite to eat. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Dish the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at built.com. Okay. New Jersey Devils kind of in a pickle right here. And 
it's actually a good pickle to have because I would much rather them have too much talent than too little talent. And I'm glad that we're having this discussion because it's just like, what's going to happen to some of uh, the, the players that aren't really guaranteed a roster spot. Now it's something I've talked about a few weeks ago. I talked about the locks, people who are going to have to perform and then people who are just like on the fringe. And it's just like, it's just like flip a coin. So I said, uh, if I had to make a prediction, I, I believe I said Alexander Holtz would make the roster spot for New Jersey Devils just because I, I think he would have came out with a purpose. He got stronger. He got quicker. And yeah, and look and look what's happened during the course of preseason. Now it's a legitimate discussion. What's going to happen to Fabian Zetterlin? What's going to happen to Tomas Tatar? What's going to happen to Andreas Johnson? Like what's going to happen to some of these players? Because one of those players is going to have to go through waivers in order to reach Utica. And unfortunately, you know, it's a decision that's going to be hard for New Jersey Devils because either way, we're going to be losing some solid production from either one of those players. So the thing about Alexander Holtz is like, I I think he's a lot to make the roster spot. So I'm not really going to talk about him for right now. Fabian Zetterlin, big guy, solid production last season for New Jersey Devils, appearing in 14 games, had three goals, five assists for a grand total of eight points and a plus minus of plus five. Just so much room to grow and develop, adds more size for our forwards because the name of the game for Lindy Ruff and the Devils organization is size. And that's why the New Jersey Devils have a lot of big defensemen, but Fabian Zetlin is kind of a breath of fresh air, excuse me, for our forwards. So he adds the 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 overall bulkiness. He adds the size. And Ryan Ovazinski even tweeted out, I think I said this a couple times in an episode before, which is the, the dude can bench press a lot and he is still young. He can still develop and uh, his, his production was, you know, respectable and raises the question, if he were to appear in maybe like 30 or so games, what would those numbers look like? I think that's something the Devils can definitely have on their bottom six. And then Tomas Tatar led the, the Montreal Canadiens in scoring just a couple of years ago. I was excited when we first signed him and it was just like, OK, we get a, a top six. When we originally got him, I thought he was going to be a top six option for a New Jersey Devils. So I said, the name of the game for the New Jersey Devils going into the 2021 offseason was get a goalie, uh, get a top six player, get a big name player. We got a big name player in Dougie Hamilton. We had a backup in Jonathan Bernier. And then we got Thomas Tatar. And I was like, A plus offseason for New Jersey Devils. And I thought that Thomas Tatar, nicknamed the Tuna, could be a sort of that diamond in the rough, just someone who led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago, someone who wasn't really utilized during their finals run. But at the same time, maybe if he's given a different uh, venue, maybe if he's given a different opportunity, just maybe, just maybe he can recreate what he was able to do for Montreal. Unfortunately, wildly inconsistent. Sometimes he was there. Sometimes he wasn't. But Thomas Tatar is going to join Alexander Holtz in that list of players who solidified themselves a roster spot because who was the only one to score a goal in this game for the New Jersey Devils against Boston Bruins in preseason action? Thomas Tatar, and that's his third preseason goal. So I think Thomas Tatar is a lock to make the roster for the New Jersey Devils. I think he saw the rumors, he saw the speculation, and the dude performed. And what more can I say? So Thomas Tatar, he is safe. Now, we got to talk about um, Jesper Boquist, Michael McLeod, and Andreas Johnson. Because each player, like I said, similar to Tatar and Holtz, solid in their own ways and have some upside, but at the same time, not good enough to lock themselves. Now, here's the thing for Jesper Boquist. I didn't anticipate for him to, um, you know, make it throughout the entirety of the season. 
with the New Jersey Devils last year. I predicted preseason that I think Jesper Boquist is going to get cut come January. And he went on a big FU tour and proved a lot of people, including myself, wrong. And I got to give credit when credit is due. He came out and he performed. And you know what? He was, uh, he was definitely a spark plug for the New Jersey Devils in 56 game appearances. He had 10 goals, 13 assists for a grand total of 23 points, career highs across the board. And, you know, because uh, during the 2021 season, he appeared in 28 games. He had four goals, three assists for a grand total of seven points. And, and he wasn't really performing all that well when uh, the Binghamton Devils were still the AHL team for New Jersey Devils. So I was just like, you know what? He's eating up a roster spot for someone. So just cut him come January. He has no room on the roster. Like I said, just threw out a big middle finger and was just like, you know what? I'm going to show you. So Jesper Boquist is interesting, but... Um, you know, it, 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 but is he good enough to make the roster for New Jersey Devils? And then, you know, Andreas Johnson, he got off to a good start last year because in his first year with the New Jersey Devils, he was pretty abysmal, nothing really to write home about. But at the same time, you know, uh, during the course of last year, got off to a good start, kind of went quiet towards the end of the season. But it was just like, you know what, he showed improvement. And I said I was willing to give Andreas Johnson another chance or at least half a season to prove himself and he was able to do so. So Andreas Johnson is also interesting. And now Michael McLeod. This is a touchy subject. And I've talked about it on the show before, which is what's going to happen with them and his overall scandal with Team Canada. Right now, it's business as usual. I'm not going to get into detail. I'm not going to state my opinion. I'm just stating the facts right now. He's in hot water right now with Team Canada. Kind of a rough, rough summer for him. It's business as usual. But you do have to raise the question, what's going to happen if things go south in terms of that scandal, you know, going a little further. So it's just like, will he still be a part of the team? Is he going to have to like go to court or, you know, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I'm just saying like, here's some possibilities that could happen. So Michael McLeod, while he is good on our bottom six, while he provides that spark, while I love the duo of him and Nathan Bastion, it does, you know, it, that is something that's going to be worked against him, which is, can you trust and, have faith that Michael McLeod is going to remain with the Devils organization for the entirety of this year? Or is this scandal going to, you know, just uh, go a few steps further and he's going to be facing some legal troubles? Now, like I said, not trying to state my opinion. If you've been following the news, you probably already know what's been going on. I'm just stating the, the facts right now. And uh, that's something you have to consider. Now, uh, one of my colleagues from Pucks and Pitchforks wrote an article recently about this whole snafu for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, Jesper Boquist is in the same situation as Zetterlin. He has a very good end to last season. He needs to go through waivers to get sent down to AHL. And, you know, it, you know, another team could claim him off waivers. But at the same time, if you put Fabian Zetterlin on waivers, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. There's going to be another team that's going to claim him. So, once again, signed to a two-way deal. You put him on waivers, another team can pick him up. And I think once they see the size, once they saw the solid production, the, if he's picked up by another team, the Devils are going to regret that 100%. That's too big of a risk. So I think by default, I think Fabian Zerlin is going to make the team for the New Jersey Devils because you don't want to put them on waivers. But now you, you've got to cut someone. Like, what's going to happen? So I'd say Michael McLeod is going to make the roster for the New Jersey Devils just because um, just because of the of what he's able to provide as a spark plug. And I think the line combination of him and Miles Wood and Nathan Bashan is really exciting to see. But the ugly duckling of this is Andreas Johnson. I just sometimes forget that he's on the roster. 
So, and if he used to hypothetically go on waivers, I don't think there's really going to be a team that's going to pick him up. So a team could pick him up, but are you really going to put your bet on Tomas Tatar clearing waivers? Are you going to put your, uh, certainly not. Are you going to put your best bet on Fabian Zetterlin, Jesper Boquist? Do you think they're going to clear waivers and go to AHL? No, I don't think so. There's definitely going to be another team that would pick them up. So, and Alexander Holtz, unfortunately, just how well he's performed, you can't even put him in that conversation anymore. So it's just like, I think Andreas Johnson, if I had to make a guess, I think he would be cut from the New Jersey Devils roster. And I think he would clear waivers and begin in the AHL. But this is the same thing I told the New Jersey Devils during the course of uh, the pending trade deadline earlier this year. Get rid of Andreas Johnson while his stock is still somewhat decent. So that way, you know, you can at least maybe get a draft pick for him. And, you know, you, you kind of clear some spots available for our upcoming prospects. Because this is a situation that we're in right now. But if he is picked up by another team, according to Pucks and Pitchforks, um, the Devils might start Johnson in the AHL just because they don't think anyone is claiming that contract. If someone did claim the contract, hypothetically, it might actually help the Devils with their cap problem this season. McLeod might get sent to the AHL because of the allegations tied to Hockey uh, Canada scandal. Who knows uh, how involved he was, but the fact is that it's a distraction on the team right now, and he'd be much less of a distraction in Utica. So it's just like a coin flip. Like, I think Michael McLeod will make the roster for the New Jersey Devils, and I think Andreas Johnson would be the one to get cut. And like I said, if he does get picked up by another team, it could help with the New Jersey Devils' uh, cap situation. And also... Johnson missed an op- missed a breakaway in this game. And according to Ryan Novozinski, who talked to him, uh, Johnson is going to be having trouble sleeping at night because I think he knows he's on borrowed time and he does not have a guaranteed roster spot, especially with the amount of talent the Devils have in terms of young guns. So there's my overall selection. I think if I had to pick, I think Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin both make the roster. And I think the Devils are going to have to cut a quote-unquote bigger name players. So I think that would have to be Andreas Johnson or maybe Michael McLeod. But, you know, at the same time, you got to just like take everything into consideration and just see like, you know, what, what's going to happen. So the uh, best possible scenario for the devils would be to take Tom Fitzgerald, making a bold step uh, for two players who expect to make the NHL that could put a bad taste in the mouths of other players, or it could be competition amongst the rest of the roster. Johnson and McLeod both have one assist in two games this preseason. McLeod and Johnson are 11th and 12th in minutes played this preseason. That's ahead of Boquist, but Zetterlin is actually uh, significantly ahead of both of them. He's third on the team. The numbers show that there's a path that makes sense. Dropping McLeod and Johnson, at least for now, could make the team in the long run. So there it is, you know. Um, I think Johnson will be the odd man out. But at the same time, Michael McLeod might be following right alongside him. So we'll see what happens. But if I, like I said, that was my prediction. Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin both make the roster. And that uh, snippet was courtesy of my colleagues at Pucks and Pitchforks. So they predict that Michael McLeod and Andreas Johnson will both be cut. Um, If I had to pick one or the other, I'd say Michael McLeod would make the roster. And I think Andreas Johnson, just because he's been in trade discussions and rumors, I think he's all but you know, I think he should pack his bags to Utica because I don't think there's another team that's going to claim his contract and it could create some competition. And you know what? Maybe we can get some exciting, um, you know, friendly fire. I don't know what the case might be, but the the overall point in this episode is that Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin are going to make the roster in my eyes. So 
Let me know what you guys think. Who are you going to save for the New Jersey Devils and who are you going to cut? Because Lindy Ruff is going to have to make a decision sooner rather than later. And, you know, the season is fast approaching and I'd rather have too much talent than too little. So let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page and ask today's episode. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.